Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, proudly delivering healthcare services across Iowa, specializing in mental health, substance use disorder treatment, and medical care with a special focus on LGBTQIA plus healthcare. More at ucsonline.org. Today is Tuesday. It's the 7th of June. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Today is primary election day in Iowa, and polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Election officials are urging voters to double-check the location of their polling place. Many voters will have new polling places this year because of redistricting. Iowans can register to vote at their polling place if they're not already registered and can select a Republican or Democratic primary ballot. Iowa has a voter ID requirement, and a list of accepted IDs can be found at voterready.iowa.gov. Absentee ballots must be received by a voter's county auditor by 8 o'clock tonight to be counted. Voters who still have an absentee ballot can bring their voted ballot to their county elections office and return it in person. Voters can also surrender their absentee ballot at their polling place and vote in person instead. And among the top contested races in the state today are contests for the Democratic U.S. Senate nomination. Abby Finkenauer, Mike Franken, and Glenn Hurst are running for the chance to likely face Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley in the fall. Grassley is running for an eighth term and faces primary challenger Jim Carlin, a state senator from Sioux City. There's also a three-way race among Republicans in Iowa's newly drawn 3rd Congressional District. The winner of that race will face the state's only remaining Democrat in Congress, U.S. Representative Cindy Axney. Unity Point Health says shortages stemming from COVID-19 shutdowns in China may delay diagnostic imaging scans for some patients. IPR's Natalie Krebs has the details. The healthcare network says it is currently experiencing a shortage of intravenous or IV contrast dyes. These are used in diagnostic tests like CT scans. The shortage is due to recent COVID-19 shutdowns in China, which included the world's largest manufacturer of the special dyes located in Shanghai. The facility has since resumed production, but Unity Point says it could still be weeks before supply chains catch up. In the meantime, it says it is working to preserve its current supplies of the IV dyes and says that means some patients may see a delay in non-emergency scans and procedures. Unity Point says patients will be contacted if their exam needs to be changed or rescheduled. Lee County in southeast Iowa is studying the needs of children and families in the region and is finding out that the lack of child care is a big issue. Brianna Kramer-Reisberg is the community outreach coordinator for the health department. She says there are roughly two children, age five or younger, for every child care opening countywide. That's causing a lot of troubles when we're looking at workforce stability and parents able to get jobs that they want, especially when they're looking at you know, a year-long wait list to get into child care. She says there are also no licensed providers in Lee County that provide evening or overnight child care. The health department is conducting surveys of employers, families, and providers to get a clearer picture of the problem. A mother and son from Iowa are set to go to trial this winter on allegations that they were part of the mob that broke into the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. IPR's Grant Gerlach has more. The trial is set to begin on December 12th for Deborah Sandoval of Des Moines and Salvador Sandoval of Ankeny. They are two of the eight Iowans arrested following the attack on the Capitol. Both are charged with disorderly conduct for breaking into the building while Congress was in session. Salvador faces additional counts of physical violence and assaulting or resisting an officer. 
Defense attorneys argued they should have separate trials because they actually traveled to D.C. separately and were seen in different parts of the building. But a D.C. district court judge said the cases are similar enough to be tried at the same time. He also said he'll likely deny a motion to move the trial. The Sandoval's attorneys had claimed the jury may be biased because most D.C. residents are registered as Democrats. And the University of Iowa Athletics Department shows in the first full year they've allowed alcohol sales at games, they've made $3 million. That's according to documents obtained by the Cedar Rapids Gazette in a public records request. Most of the revenue after sales tax came from football games or the spring open practice at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Three football games against Indiana, Penn State, and Purdue had more sales of alcohol than any other sport had in its entire season. It's IPRs here first. Support for IPR comes from The Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Iowa is among seven states today that hold primary elections. Democrats will elect a candidate to likely challenge longtime Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley in November. One of those vying for that chance is Abby Finkenauer, but the former congresswoman is facing a tougher-than-expected race in the state that has become more of a GOP stronghold over the last decade. Abby Finkenauer walks into a brewery in the Mississippi River town of Dubuque and wastes no time giving hugs, shaking hands, and chatting with old friends and voters. Finkenauer used to represent this city in the Iowa State House and was just 29 years old when she beat a Republican congressman in 2018. But she lost her re-election bid to the U.S. House two years ago. Now she's running for her party's nomination to replace Senator Chuck Grassley, who faces minimal GOP opposition. Speaking to the crowd, Finkenauer brings up their generational differences when she talks about current events like abortion rights and the school shooting in Texas that had happened the day before. I was 10 years old when Columbine happened. 10 years old. Senator Grassley had already been in Washington, D.C. at that point for 23 years. She says voters already know where she comes down on guns. And I proudly voted for H.R. 8, closing the background check loophole and also supporting red flag laws in this country. Tom Townsend introduced her at this event. He's with a local electrical workers union. The whole time she was in Congress, she was working on issues that are important to the building trades. You know, she's always been a great friend of union people. But Finkenauer has had some setbacks in this race. For starters, she almost didn't make the ballot. A pair of Republican activists challenged her nominating petitions, and it went all the way up to the state Supreme Court. Also, one of her two opponents is staying competitive in his fundraising numbers. Retired Navy Admiral Mike Franken served in the military for 40 years, and his resume includes time in the Pentagon and with U.S. Senator Ted Kennedy. He says he decided to throw his hat in the ring following the January 6th insurrection. I can't think of anything more meaningful than to provide my expertise to maintain democracy in this country because I saw it under threat. Al Simon is voting for Franken. The retired healthcare worker came to see him take questions from voters about foreign policy at an event last week. Simon thinks Franken is better equipped to beat Chuck Grassley. I think Grassley's been in too long. He's, what, 87 now? 88. Come on, please. And I've been in the military, so I kind of respect Franken being an admiral. Democrats have lost a lot of ground here over the last decade, especially in rural Iowa. 
There's a third candidate, Glenn Hurst, a progressive doctor with small-town cred. And both Franken and Finkenauer say Democrats have struggled in the countryside in part because so many residents are plugged into right-wing echo chambers. They say it was made worse in 2020 when the pandemic was new and Democrats weren't out there campaigning like Republicans. Here's Finkenauer again. We didn't know what to do because we're in the middle of this pandemic. We didn't know, could we go door to door, what was safe, what wasn't. And in the meantime, folks spent a lot of time in places like Facebook. And so the misinformation was really, really thick. Now those events are back, like this one in rural Buchanan County. It definitely feels a lot more like a pre-pandemic event for the Democrats. There are about 120 people here, rows of tables. They're eating, it looks like, roast beef and mashed potatoes. They've got beer. Candidates are making the rounds, shaking hands, getting pictures taken. These people are energized. They'll come to the meetings. They'll donate money. They'll volunteer. They'll, they'll make the phone calls. They'll knock on the doors, which we weren't really allowed to do last time. That's Dan Callahan, the Buchanan County Democratic Party chair. Even though his party has a playbook that feels more like business as usual, whoever wins this primary will likely face a tough race against Chuck Grassley, who's running for his eighth term in the U.S. Senate. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts.